All right, we are officially live, 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 live. Let's see, let's make sure. Let's check the, the feed, y'all. Hey, everybody, what's going on? What's going on? It is, what, Thursday, February 3rd, and this is the third 30 interviews in 30 days. And today, you know, this is a, one of you, one of the first people I didn't know prior to any interview. So this is going to be really interesting. Today, 30 interviews in 30 days, celebrating Black History Month, Black culture, Black excellence, and also Urban Expressions, who is 30, 30 years old, the um, longest running video show in Philadelphia broadcast history. Anyway, so why not have music, you know, talking about music? Um, so, Mr. K.K. Rosemont, then, am I saying the right one? I know it's K.K. Say the, say the ending. Tell your last name. Rosemont, R-O-S-E-M-O-N-D. You know, sometimes we say proper. I didn't want to sound too proper. Rose yeah, Rosemond. Rosemond. You are an extraordinary. I mean, I read through everything. I read all of your your interviews and your um bio. Um, so tell everybody what you do. I know, I know you do incredible things, but introduce yourself and tell everybody what you do. Well, I'm KK Rosemond. I am the owner of RMG, which is Rosemond Music Group distributed through Sony and Orchard. Um, I also A&R for Erica Badu, uh, Chico DeBarge. I manage Chico, done some stuff with AZ, um, Lil Wayne, 702, R&B singer Joe, Temptations, India Irie, Granique, and that's just, um, uh, Man, uh, Jim Jones, Cameron, and Bado, uh, Elmo at 60, the Phil Harmonica, um, and every Erica Badu album to date. Every Erica Badu album to date. That is amazing. So, how is yeah, how no, there's you... somebody in there? I forgot Raekwon from Wu Tang, Lil Wayne, uh, Nas thing. There's a your resume your resume is not impressive your resume is definitely impressive you've done mm -hmm. a lot of things so how did you get started in the music business and uh what did you want to be when you grow up and are you doing it mm -hmm. um well i started my uncle uh actually had a management company it was called um Agbo management um but they were also henchmen or something like that um they house like Groove Theory, Little Sean, uh, Sweet Tea, which is was Sugar at the time, um, and a bunch of other things. Like we had did a bunch of that stuff. He had like an office in um, the city, and I interned over there at first. That's how I first started. I was like in the studio. I was around uh, Jazzo, Beehive, Memphis Bleak, a bunch of those people, and I kind of made friends. And since, since I was so young, you know was kind of still like molding and learning and learning instruments and playing and trying to decide which side I'm going to be on, whether it was the artist side, whether it was the A&R side, the management side. And I, I kind of fell into the, uh, the management side. Like I actually wanted to know what was happening and how the wheels went around. So Jimmy, Jimmy Hensman actually, or James Rosemont gave me my first shot. Uh, shout out to him. Um, then the second opportunity, I got a chance to meet a, a gentleman by the name of Kedar Massenberg. Uh, shout out Kedar. He had Kedar Entertainment. And he gave me my first job. Um, at that time, Kedar Entertainment was distributed by Universal, 
which led me to the Ericas, which led me to the Chicos, and then it went on from there. It wasn't an easy uh, journey, but, you know, I literally, you know, I did do an internship. I did, you know, go so you out paid to your dues. I mean, yeah. I think you need to tell, make sure people know that. I mean, you glossed over it a little bit about, you know, your uncle and, and you're saying shout out to uh, to Jimmy Hedgeman. And you, but but really, most people would think, oh, because you knew somebody and that's your uncle, he was in the inside that you would have just gotten in. But basically, you paid your dues. Yeah. Um, well, again, like I said, that's where I started. Like they had the office, him and Mario had the office and we'd go there just again, high school kids go there after school, hang out at the studio was the cool thing to do then. Um, so we did a lot of that stuff. But for the most part, like, you know, we were just fascinated. It was like real music then. like you actually needed to know how to do something, play something, you know, bring something to the table, produce something that wasn't like the 30 guy entourage and stuff like that it was just like actually like legitimately like the music industry yeah so you you, you said something about you were into music yourself and you were playing instruments mm-hmm. uh what are some of the instruments you were playing and 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 right now you feel that one day you'll go back to, to maybe one day mm-hmm. being an artist just, just asking you know <laughs> well um the uh, instruments are like pianos that's always hanging around the studio. And as you can see, there's always like a guitar and, and stuff like that. So I tool around and that type of stuff. But I do I do create like I make music. Um, sometimes some people know it's me, sometimes it's not. But more for like film and score stuff, that that makes sense. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, like, uh, again, regular music. And I think, you know, um, besides like the mainstream artists, like the Badoos and you know, the uh, Summer Walkers and, you know, that, you know, type of stuff. Main Tiana Taylor, those people, like, for the most part, like, around here, like, and I want to say, I don't want to insult anybody, but, you know, the regular tier of artists, like, it's kind of, like, slow right now because the transition between what's happening in the world, it's, it's different. So um, I say that to say this, like, I think, you know, most people are jumping into digital spaces with their... Um, music and doing NFTs and you know blockchain and that type of stuff. Shout out blockchain um, and ways and stuff like that. Um, but for the most part, if you honestly think about it, like for you to get to where you know how it used to be, like you got to dump tons of money into this thing. So what I kind of do is we create and we license music all over the place, and you still give you know the music uh, life. Uh, you still place the music and it's just you're not like sitting on like a ton of uh, a library of stuff so that was another thing with this RMG thing that I got going on Uh, I wanted to actually give a shot to some of those artists that don't normally get a chance to do what they're supposed to do um, musically you know and I think it's great because again nobody can tell me no right now you know hey nobody can tell you no because you're the boss (laughs) <laughs> that's a that's an amazing thing because i'm definitely down with the whole independent thing uh i had opportunities to go mainstream with tv and radio but i, I like the independent side but let's talk about the management part of the whole rmg thing mm-hmm. when it comes to management we were talking about that with us uh, uh organization i was working with when it comes to management a lot of people don't know how to uh choose their management or they don't know 
what to look for when it comes to management. Can you break down you as a manager in, in your your desire to be a manager? Because that's something I've never wanted to do, but I've been asked. <laughs> but what are some things you should look for or people should look for when it comes to management? Well, one, your manager is not uh, uh infinite bank. Like you can't go to your manager and be like, oh, listen, my uh messed up a lot of money, you know, at the gambling spot and I need you guys to like take care of it. Like that's not a manager's job. Manager's job is not to get up 15 o'clock in the morning and go to like Popeye's and get you a bucket of chicken or any of those things. Um, a good manager is always going to put your best interest first, um, lead you to the correct opportunities that you uh, need to be to. And a lot of um, those opportunities come with uh, relationships, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So if you have a good manager and he has outstanding relationships, a bunch of opportunities um, that he brings to the table may work for you. So I think um, in choosing a manager or just being a manager, you have to not only number one, because I've told people like, yo, listen, I can't if I don't want to hurt, hinder or impede your career at all. If I can't do anything for you, I'm going to listen to it. If I throw a couple sticks at it and nothing bounces back, then, uh, hey, you know, let's do something different. But for the most part, if you're vested in there, you know, you go above and beyond, you shop it, you run around with it, you try and place it, you know, and it, it isn't something that happens overnight, like at all, zero. You can't be on your manager like, yo, I need a record deal right now, right now, right now, right now. Can't go back to this job tomorrow. I need it. Because <laughs> it works yeah. like that. Sometimes you actually got to take your time and actually put the things together. That makes sense. It does make sense. That's the same part of paying your dues, man. You can't. No, it's not coming overnight. You got to work for it. Nothing, nothing easy work. You got to work for it. Um, so management in general. Now, I think I read something about you're saying that you can still walk people into labels, but you prefer not to. Or are you are you still working with labels if, if, if it's necessary? Well, yeah, definitely. The labels are always necessary. They bring us our mainstream artists. What, what that statement, what I made was... Um, it wasn't that I wasn't bringing anyone else into the labels. I just got tired of, you know, finding a dope artist, you know, and going over to said label head and saying, hey, listen, what about this? And they're like, oh, what are, what are the views? Like, you know, what is it doing over on Spotify? What are the numbers over here? And at that juncture, it was just like, mm, I'd rather, you know what, I put it out myself because, you know, uh, a lot of people don't know this, but I was one of the few and first people that bring Drake to New York as an artist. Like, they only knew him as uh, the kid from Degrassi. Like, I was one of the first A&R people, and they still told me no on Drake. They said no. They said they didn't like the music or whatever, and look at him now. But, again, with that being said and done, like, I just got tired of, you know, the, the normal people saying, like, mm, no, you know, go get it hot first, or you know, go do this with the record or go take it over to Rap Caviar, do this or do that. Mm, now, you know what? I like it. I'm going to put it out myself. So what are your, what are some of your strategies for breaking an artist independently? Because, you know, there's a lot of independent artists out here and, you know, some are just putting out money after money after money and then it's not hitting the fan. It's just, they're just, just on a spinning wheel. So what are some of your strategies that you use? Well, I'm new at this, honestly. Like, um, you know, my whole entire career, I've been at labels from, the, you know, I started at 19, like I said, with Keto Entertainment, uh, interned with my uncle's number, but from 
from 19 all the way up until now, <clears throat> it's been a different label, um, except for Control Freak with Erica. But for the most part, it's been Universal, Motown, and I went over to E1 for a while. But my strategy is really this. It's actually, you know, get the record out there, get it into the right people's hands. You know, a bunch of the playlists, I know they say, oh, you got to go to the playlist. A bunch of them aren't bad. You know, um, you land on the right playlist, you get the right looks or the right audience that you need. So I rock the playlist. I make sure I do me personally, um, along with my artists as well. They make sure that they outside, they're doing interviews, they're waving the flag consistently. You know, we beat up social media all the time. There's a hundred billion hashtags out there. So we make ourselves very aware and uh, known to everyone. Like I'm, I'm actually happy that you guys invited me on this platform because it gives me a time to actually, you know, talk and kind of tell you guys what we're doing and, and how we're doing it. So this is dope for me. Well, I appreciate it. Listen, um, when I you and Vaughn brought it to me, I was like, yes, I was reading. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, I'm reading everything. I'm going, I'm going all through everything and just reading. I'm like, wow, amazing. And and even with part of it, I mean, Grammy got. You, you got to tell me about the Grammys and, and some of the accolades. I mean, you, you tell these things. Some people, you know, say, I don't want to brag. And I understand on the humility. But sometimes it opens doors for people to say, oh, yeah, well, Rod, what? Yeah. Oh, I'm messing with you because you did it. You know what I mean? So talk yeah, about yeah. some of that. Just for the people. Just, just for the people. Well, five-time Grammy-nominated, um, BET Award winner, um, 30 million sold worldwide and that's physical copies not digital copies there's a total difference you know because a lot of people like to get that well 30 million you know sold worldwide you know and well we i have 30 billion streams yeah the people that bought my records wouldn't stood online to buy it outside of virgin megastore and droves and in snow and stuff like that it wasn't a click of a button and then i don't like it from a click if you were interested in the artist you know when we did have real record stores and stuff like that, you actually legitimately went to the store instead of online and stuff like that. So that was some of the things that I, I actually miss about the game and opposed to. That's what I was getting ready to say, don't you miss it? When we did the TV show, we were at a record store all the time. It was like, they had a whole record store coalition. It was called The Firm out here. It's like- Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Nothing yes. like it. It's nothing like it. Nothing like it. And that's what makes it uh, a little bit sometimes, you know, even for the, the execs, they only sign things that have numbers. Now, before, if you remember correctly, you would, the A&R guy or manager would come to you and say, hey, I got this demo. Then you get the demo and the guy listened to it and bopped his head and he'd say, yeah, man, this is good. You know, uh, with, where's this kid from? And you say, oh, from Louisiana, okay, or Atlanta, or Chicago, or whatever. You get on a flight, you fly down, you, cut a demo maybe a record or something like that and you come back to the label and you present it to the president and say hey listen i found something crazy and this kid is the next it and they're like okay cool you know what i'm saying let's give it a shot and they actually legitimately had to get in there and work a record and do what they had to do for a record but you know these guys are like listen they got a million followers on instagram so he has to be high let's just sign it up let's just sign it up because it, it takes away some of the work on, on their end, the work to get them hot, the work of, to get it out there, maybe even some of the budget, because, you know, back in the day used to be uh, a lot of advertising. Let's call it advertising. A yeah. lot of advertising. It's called branding now. 
Yeah, it's called branding. Now. They did a lot of advertising to get the uh, artists out there. But yes, oh my gosh, not too many people can go back down and say, yeah, record stores and being out there with the street teams, doing what you got to do and, and, and really uh, pounding the page to get the artists out there. So, so what are some of your artists that you are pushing right now? Uh, Code Azzy. Shout out Code Azzy. Um, and she just different. Like for her, it was refreshing to actually hear such a young lady pour her heart and soul into records. We got a record coming out called Proper with her. Um, there's T Rose. T Rose has a Ruger record coming out. There is um, Red Light. Red Light is an alternative artist. Knox, P Dot Soul, like Vito Gats. Uh, man, uh, DJ JS, which is going to be starting on Hot 97 soon. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say that, but yeah, you know, he's going. Um, oh, we got the exclusive. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a, there, yo, listen, uh, even with the artist roster, like even Granique, Granique is up here with I See You Looking, Donna, we got a Loving You record produced by myself and Peso. Like, it's a beautiful time. Like, I'm just enjoying creating right now. And that, you know, again, and you know this you know this very deeply like sometimes like we get lost in the business and we forget about the creativity or the process and in creating you know and we're oh we got to brand a record and we have to do this and marketing and marketing and all these other different things and it's like yo if you take away from the artistry and the music that's why we miss a lot of the dope artists that are out here now chasing you know a waterfall like they used to say uh, you're chasing a waterfall, you're running around and you're looking for the next new hot, whatever it is. And ultimately, at the end of the day, you're not going to find it. You're looking for what everybody else is looking for, like back in the day. And I, and I say this because I grew up in an era where there was no biting, like there was no, or what that is, I'm, I just aged myself, but there was no jacking or stealing or whatever, whatever. Like somebody would take your record right now and recut it and have more numbers than you on your own record. Yeah. And that's just how it works. Like, we was like, all right, all right, we'll bet. You know, these guys over here making this type of record, we're going to, you know, combat that. We're going to make this type. So, you know, we had the anti of that. Not, oh, we need to make the same exact record quickly. So uh, we can, or we can, or we're going to sign somebody similar and sit them on a, on a little shelf there. No, <laughs> you know. Yeah, they. I remember they was telling me, they was like, oh, man. Chris Brown is super awesome. He's super dope. We don't have anybody like that on the label, like a Chris Brown. Could you go find us a Chris Brown? And I said, no, Chris Brown already exists. How do you want me to go find a Chris Brown? And he already exists. I'm not trying to compete with Chris Brown. Let that man live in his lane. But that's not how that's not how it really works, though, right? So how do you get around that? So who do you who do you give them the the to satisfy that? Who do you give them? Well, you usually, you got to give them somebody, you got to do your numbers, right? Um, mm -hmm. So it's usually like you find something that they like and they agree to, and you sign that and work that because you is ultimately a job. And then you bring them something that you like or that you really want them to go hard on. So it's like a, um, an even trade, I think, sometimes for me. But like, that's what I like to do. I'd like to, all right, since I got to do this one, uh, turn around and get, uh, can I get this one in there? So, like, in and then uh, it usually happens, so it works so how, out. How did you um, manage everything during the pandemic? You know, it's a great time. You're not with the labels, but you're you're an entrepreneur. You're like you're a business owner, and during that time, we couldn't 
we couldn't go do shows. You couldn't go out and, and do anything. So how did you manage that? How, how did the artist manage? Well, for, um, there's a couple, a uh, couple of the people, like we still had to figure it out. We got to create. And that's why relationships are key because then you tap into some of the people that you're around. Hey, listen, is there any licensing opportunities? Hey, Nicole Sanzio over at, you know, Indigo Music, you know, how do we get this thing happening? And how do we do this? Or how do we do that? Or, you know, is there any other opportunities? Because again, for a very long time, like within the first six months, we were all like, it's chilly out here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And it really was. Um, again, you know, we're not the richest and I don't have Diddy money or anything like that, but for the you most part- You don't have it yet? Yeah, it's coming? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to tell any secrets. Yeah, but uh, with that being said and done, I didn't. I basically didn't really um, go through anything crazy. But it was just like basically keeping everybody calm and saying, like, look, you know, we're all spiritual people. Like, yo, the most high is gonna work it out. You know, mm-hmm. they're trying to keep our nose clean. We always did good business. These people are reaching back out to us, and I'm expert at shaking hands and kissing babies. I'm like a politician here. Hey man, how are you? Blah 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 blah. Yo, listen, you need this? Oh yeah, we got the remix fish. You need this? Hey, listen, this. that's the 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's mm-hmm. this. I, and like I, it might as well just be rude. But ultimately, like it's worth it. Yeah, it's worth it because I like being able to create. If that makes sense. Like I feel uh most happy is creating. Like I think music is this is. Um, the soundtrack to most of our lives, but music was my savior. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But for me, music is your savior. But is there was there ever anything else you wanted to do besides music? Art. Um, I'm an excellent uh, cartoon illustrator. Um, that's what I used to do. I went to high school of art and design. Uh, you know, graduated from there, and then from there, you know. I went off to do, you know, Miami Day University doing English lit because I needed to know what the guys were doing when they were painting and all of this and all that. And after a while, it was just like, man, like this is boring. Like I want to go back to the studio, man. And, you know, ultimately that's what it was for me. Like I was like, yo, I like, you know, going to the hustle. Like, oh, you got to get the mix. You got to get the master. You got to take it over here. You got to clear it. You know, you have to turn in a label copy and then ultimately the the finished product, like an actual piece of tangible material in your hand, whether it had been at that time a CD or there had been a piece of vinyl, whatever it was. Yeah. Like, I'm not uh, old enough to know what an eight track or, you know, any of that type of <laughs> was, but I hear stories, you know, back in the day, we used to have eight tracks. Oh, yeah, granddad. You know but that's what we're going to say. Back in the day, we used to have CDs and we used to have vinyl back in the day. We're going we're gonna to be that, you know, because mm-hmm. back in the day, we did have some vinyl. We did have CDs everywhere. Yes. The one thing, this was really funny. Uh, my daughter, she came in and I gave her a tape, like an actual tape you put in the thing. I said, look at this, baby, look at it. And she said, okay, daddy, this is confusing. She's looking around and she turns the tape around and she starts looking for the headphone jack to put into the tape. <laughs> and I said, there's no headphone jack. And she's like, well, then how do you guys get this stupid thing to work? And it's like, there was a whole device. You put a tape in, you pushed it in, you press play, and it was a rewind button. It took a little time. And 
that was it. And she was like, yeah, I'm over this. And she gave it back and left. But the point being is, yeah, it's going to be a time when somebody's going to be like, what is a CD? Yeah, what is a back disc? What is what is it? It's funny. I will show you, but right behind me is an old-fashioned CD player and a uh, with a with a cassette right behind me, right little stereo. I'm gonna yeah. keep it. Keep that it. part. Yeah, Sometimes it creates that sound that you actually miss. Like I miss the sound of crackling vinyl and stuff like that. So and made yeah. the record feel rich to me. If that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. Yeah. Absolutely. We we will never. I'm sorry. I'm glad they made a comeback. You know, remember the moment when they made a comeback and everything that was on vinyl was triple or quadruple the price and people were really coming up off them if you, if you still had some. Mm-hmm. You got a couple laying around. I know you still have some. Of course, me personally, yes. Of course, I have vinyl laying around. That's actually vinyl is um like a, for a regular back in the day, we used to pay like, you know, five, ten dollars for a piece of vinyl. You can actually find a piece of vinyl in a vintage record store right now for like 40 bucks. Like vinyl is up right now because it's so retro, you know, even if a lot of DJs, they don't do anything with it. They're just taking it for the art, which is pretty cool, too. So that that tells me that there's a, a piece that's missing. If that makes sense. Like the people are still missing the nostalgia of actually touching the records. No. Yeah, I mean, I guess because it, you remember that it was like a phase where 90s came back at, with Avengers and everything was, you know, 90s, 90s inspired. And I think it just started a wave with everything. Everything is just inspired by the, the, the form of the classic. I'm gonna call it classic. Can't always say make sure it's classic, not old school. It's old as, you know, it goes away, but classic stays around forever. So it's classic. Yes. So I, yeah. I'm telling you, I, I just love the, the the whole being able to reminisce over the music business as it used to be because it was yeah. a it was a, it was a great thing. It was definitely a great thing. So as an AR, right? Anybody yeah. out there, how what do you actually look for? I know you look for something different in everybody, but what do you actually look for? Well, my thing is really this is uniqueness. And again, like there's some people that are out here that's super, super dope and talented and the humility that comes with them is beautiful. And they're not jerks and they're not overly aggressive and stuff like that. So if you come to me and you say, hey man, you know, I got this demo I'd like you to take a listen to and, you know, thank you for, you know, giving me a time. I don't want too much, but what I'm gonna say is, wow, that brother actually took the time to find me, find me you know, politely, you know, impede upon my day, but I didn't mind, but politely give me whatever this is. And, you know, he stepped off and he was classy about it. You know, that's the type of stuff that make me look at the artist and really take a listen. I meet a hundred people a day saying, hey, listen to this. I got the new hot dopest and this is me and I'm hot fire and I'm the next everything. You know how many times I hear that every single day? And sometimes I'm ever so disappointed because you don't really have a new hot fire or any of of that. So, again, I look at, you know, humility, like, you know, a lot of stuff. Again, like music, and I say this, you know, God is the the savior of my life. But, you know, again, music actually saved, you know, me, took me out of the hood. It gave me something else to look forward to. I wasn't standing on the block, hanging out and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It just gave me an opportunity to do 
what I needed to do and be creative or as creative as possible at that time and era with so many, you know, again, too, just like today, bad things that happened. You know, mm-hmm. I just feel like we channeled, instead of we was on the block and it was, you know, a bunch of us running around doing whatever. Instead of us hanging out, you know, doing whatever, like we would run into the studio and go sit in there for hours and play spades and video games and meet new different people, that type of stuff. And it was like, like the the 90s, you know, I grew up in the 90s, but it was like the heart of the 90s. And it was good. It was Biggie Smalls. It was Tupac. It was Digital Underground. It was, you know, uh, uh, you know, Jay-Z. It was Razzcast. It was, you know, uh-huh. Redman. A lot of the classic stuff. And it was like not, not one of these pro- uh people that I just named ever sound the same like they all had their own style their own everything so that's kind of what I look for I look for like the next superstar if, if I can walk into the room and I've never met you before and you're shining and it's making me like wow who is that I need to find out who that is they have the magic and that's what it is because every superstar person that's supposed to be where they at they have the magic and most of them are so humble. Oh, I want to let me read a book much. Okay, I just want to play music. And I think that's dope too. If you love the music more than you love the fame, that's awesome. So I look for a lot of that. It's awesome. I didn't know you, you know, I don't, you know, you meet some now independently, but it was a time where maybe didn't, but the 90s were an amazing time. There were mm-hmm. stars everywhere. You know, it wasn't just like a handful of stars. It was, it was a, a lot of them. It wasn't like, Oh, we're just gonna call in every every music show or award show will have the same right now has like the same five. We're gonna go down the line. Those okay, we're gonna have uh, Megan, we're gonna have the, they have the same, the same the one. Amigos, we have the Migos, we'll have you know, Rich Homie Kwan or not Rich Homie Kwan, Rich the Kid and this guy. I'm a fan of everybody's music, but it after a while it just starts looking the same exact field over again. And shout because out to those not- people. Because then I build other stars. It's like it was a label on it was a label, almost like a label on every corner. So everybody had a star, so you were able to promote a whole lot of people. So that's what we gotta do. Continue you to keep making stars. I know you are a busy person. So um tell everybody where they can find you and find your artist. Well, um, we are RMG again. Once again, that is Rosemont Music Group. We are distributed through Orchard Sony. Um, we're working on refreshing the website right now, but it's usually rosemontmusicgroup.com. Um, you can find us uh, everywhere from Industry Fix Magazine. We're on every major platform, whether that be Spotify, whether that be TikTok, anything. You can find us Amazon, Amazon Prime. Our music is available. And I think just for us, we, we've been doing so many different things, whether it meant film and television. We're doing a transition into the film stuff. And we just like, again, I'm, I'm, what my job here is to do this, is to bring you guys the next superstars and the next fresh faces. And I think I got that with Red Light, with Code Assy, with Tommy, with Megaverse, Pick Five, Knox, P-Soul. Like, I'm just so excited and happy, like in all honesty, like, like, and like, I feel like I'm in love again, if that makes sense. Yes, no. in love with the music again. I know yes. I I do indeed. Living living through the uh, the nineties and having a tele video show, I understand that uh, you know there was a moment. You know, it's thirty years, but there was a moment where 
I think it was 2013. I was like, I can't do this music no more. I can't do this. It's not where I'm going. I couldn't, you, you know what the thing was when it was for me, it was like, all right, so I bring you guys Drake. I bring you guys Jay Electronica. We found Jay Electronica. I bring you guys this, that, and third. And you guys basically all said no, right? And all of these guys are major fixtures in the, in the music industry. And then I run into like a, some one of the um, one of the cats. I don't I forget which one it was. Not a, not Doja Cat, but if we was looking for. We also do. Um, I'm a partner with. Uh, shout out to Didi the Great. Um, a partner with Zab Judah and Didi over at Celebrity Championship Boxing. Like so, we figured out a way. You know, also two gloves up. Uh, gloves off, guns down, or gloves up, guns down. Whatever we decided to like put. You know, artists. And then we pay them the money. It's on pay per view. You go in there, you box it out. You get your little purse, and you know, do your thing. You, you, mm -hmm. you know, do a thing. And one of the dolls, or something like that. I forget what the lady's name was, and I'm thankful that I don't remember because I would say it right now. I don't care. And she was like, "Oh my God, KK, you sold 30 million records." Blah, 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 blah. And, you know. Then she said, "Hold on a second. Put me a hold of." Oh, wait, I said, wow. So she actually knew who I was. I don't actually, whatever, Mr. Ed, 30 million records on worldwide. She clicked back over and she said, well, I had 30 billion streams. And I said, wow, that's, that's, that's different. And she was like, yeah, that's, you know, that's more. And I was like, it's not. You know what I'm saying? $15 per CD or $19 at the time or whatever we pay for it is worth way more than your one click and that's me breaking it all the way down like from loyalties marketing mechanics all the pieces the artwork and everything like right now you remember correctly we used to run to the artwork and look at the artwork and be like Whoa, I wonder what's on here and that's what made it so exciting yeah. and that's what I feel like right now like with the group of people that are under me right now I feel like the young kid running to the actual store to get the cd and open it and look at it and listen to the music and ooh, this is new and fresh and this is actually really good you know that's what i feel like right now and i, I, I want to shout out everybody that's over there everyone that's a part dj boogie black the guys that actually knocks you know peace soul that's in here in the trenches with me every day you know mario uh, mario rosemond james who's going to be home soon you know welcome home um Little James or, you know, and those type of people, everyone that's coming around here, they're contributing, they're helping, they're listening. And it, it feels like I, I made a post, I put something up on Instagram the other day and it said, we don't need to eat at y'all table, we're building our own table. Ooh. You know, we don't, need, we don't need your table, we made our own. Y'all won't let us in, guess what? We build our own table, we, put, we fix our own plates, we gonna eat anyway, bang. Dropping the mic, boom. <laughs> mm, you know, so, That's you know, we working on Rosemont Films and we got a bunch of things over there. Zab Judah documentary, a Zopound documentary, you know, a Jazz O documentary. We got a couple of things happening. So, you know, again, too, one of the other things too is content is king. So we're just trying to make sure that, you know, for, you know, 2022 and beyond that we're just in your face, boom, you know? 
with good music. With Come on good over music. here. Make sure you keep us in the loop. You know, yes. we are here. This is what we do. This is our content. This is how we do. We've been doing media forever. So whenever you have something, you know, just like back in the day, I got them breaking the new artists. I'm gonna bring them to town. <laughs> but now you don't have to bring them to town. You you can bring them to the screen. <laughs> hey, you know what? I I would, in all honesty, I think this is this platform to um, doing this COVID thing. what happened uh anyway so we're still here this is 30 interviews in 30 days that was kk rosemont uh and he just was dropping the the whole music industry his his accolades are amazing um i'm sure he just lost connection but hey that was such an amazing amazing interview to know somebody who is just continuing to grind and you know i believe in the independent less yes let's continue to be independent doing our things it is room out here for everyone to make money and and that's how you do it you just continue to to grind out believe in your talent and just move don't let nobody stop you don't let nobody stop you if you have an artistry and you want to get it out there don't let anybody stop you we got some great things coming up for um for artists uh what is it uh music uh, Artist University is coming up. So if you are an artist and you want to learn some stuff and you want to learn really how to do it, take take away all the take away all the the, the things that you got. Oh, I gotta learn this, I gotta learn this. Instead of learning the hard way, you learn the easy way. We have some courses coming up um really soon. Uh Rockstar P, Suzanne Christine will tell you more about it. Um so talking to people who have actually been in the business. And understand the business is amazing. Um, not sure if he's coming back, so I'm going to just go ahead and sign off. But 30 interviews in 30 days. Today was day. Today was day three. Tomorrow is Friday. We have uh, another interview coming to you right here on Facebook Live, and I'm just you know recording it on Instagram because this way let me just give you a little media and why I do it. I, I call them, I repurpose Queen. What I do is I teach you on repurposing. So the reason why we would do it on, I know Facebook is not the, the one that everybody is on, but if when you do it on Zoom, when it broadcasts to Facebook and YouTube, it allows you to have content in different areas. Now I have to use my phone to do Instagram, but the fact that it's in different areas, it's enabled to repurpose in different areas, which helps the whole broadcast. So that is why, we do Facebook Live, and then I can also take it and put this on television as well. So if I have a recording, it'll be put on television as well. Shout out to Philly Cam. So I take uh, I take these recordings and put on television. You can't put an IG feed on television, so I have to make sure I have it this way. This is just a little media knowledge because um, that's what I do. I, I drive, I'm a media consultant, and I tell you all about media, and, and I remember the music days, and we're going to bring you some more music. So, uh, I'm going to stay for a second, just in case that I'm not gonna keep talking. I'm not gonna keep talking to you, but uh, it says it's coming back in, not sure what happened. Um, okay, it's home that, but no, not a problem, not a problem. But I'm just gonna keep talking. Uh, Thirty years for um, 
30 years for urban expressions. Are you excited? I'm excited. I'm excited that I was able to start. I didn't start exactly 30 years ago, but I was there. I was there and, and I was on a fence like, hey, what is this show? But I was definitely there and I was a youngin. And I started out as an intern with Urban Expressions and then just worked my way up and executive producer. So shout out to Ed Bach Brunson, who is the founder of Urban Expressions. You know, we're going to do an interview with uh, Ed Bach. You know, you know, you know, we're going to have Urban Expressions on here because it's 30 years for Urban Expressions. And it, it took more than just me to make it happen. So, um, okay, what's going on? You know, I can't. I don't have no glasses on, I'm acting fake like I see, but yeah, so 30 years for Urban Expressions, I'm excited, 30 interviews in 30 days, because I'm celebrating the whole 30, the whole 30, hey, hey, 30, it's 30, 30 years of doing something, it was like, it was like my, my, my child, Urban Expressions is my child, I, I wore it on my back, I did everything, it's like, it's my child, it's my baby, and uh, so to, to make it to a point where people still remember urban expressions, people still talk about it, uh, and, and the legacy lives on because we did it, we were on the air for so long, really putting people putting people on before. We we put people on before you even, before their fame. So, you know, when Jay-Z was coming up, when he first got, ain't no black man I got, that was, we, we started out. We watched his whole career. We were in the beginning. Um, and not too many people can say that. Not too many can, can say that at all. Um, I'm going to keep talking until maybe he comes back. Phone die, phone is charging. But that was K.K. Rosemond. And uh, he's talking about the music business. The music business. A lot of, There's a lot of artists out there. And when you come down to the music business, you need to hear what they have to say. Hear how they made it. Um, I know you're saying something. You remember, oh, oh, you remember in the, in the street day? We was always in the street. I think that's what you're saying. I'm not going to sit here and fake it like I can see. So, um, yeah, remember you was in them streets. Yeah, we did this. We, I'm telling you, Urban Express was everywhere, every club, every party, every event. We were, we were everywhere. <laughs> It was my life for many, 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 many years. I'm just now. I just want to go, uh, go on the island and, and and go to a vacation. I didn't even take vacations back then. I just it was all about working and making sure, uh, making sure we highlighted people, music. We were everywhere. So shout out to everybody who came up underneath us, who grew up on Urban Expressions. We have some great announcements coming. If you have anything you want to add, if you have any old Urban Expressions footage that, like, you recorded it, you took your, listen, we're going back in the day. So if you re recorded it with your VCR and you had some old Urban Expressions footage, let us know. Let us know what you have um, because we want to see it. We want to see that old uh, Urban Expressions footage. Hey, hey, hey. You're on mute. But, uh. So if you have some um, Urban Expressions footage and you it's something you were watching back in the day, because like I said, we're celebrating 30 years. What's going on? What's going on? Well, you got me back. I did. I, I was going to, I wasn't know whether you were coming back or not, but I was just like, I'm going to just talk just in case. 
I did a whole lot of talk. I was a talking head for a minute. <laughs> that that is excellent. Um, my devices are dying here. I've well, been running around all day long, crazy busy. But I definitely, before it cuts you off, I definitely wanted to say thank you for having me. Um, I, I don't even know what I was centering anymore. I'm just trying to get everything charged. Just wanted to say thank you guys for having me. Thank you guys for uh, having me on, letting me express and tell to you guys about RMG, 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 baby. Um, I definitely want to say thank you and say good night before, you know, any of my other things, you know, went out. And if you ever need me and if I can test some records and come down and harass you and press all the buttons at the thing, I like learning. That's what I do. And if you got something new or you want me to take a listen to something, I'm willing to do that as well. You never know where your next hit record is going to come from. So well, listen, listen, listen to it all. I'm ready, though. I, I'll tell you, you know what? I, I'll tell you some exclusive stuff since we're talking about music. We are working on music, um, music artist universe. We're doing uh, all the collaborating with a few different people to bring it to Philadelphia, where we're teaching artists all about the music business. Been, Listen, been in the music business a long time. So you may want to, you know, for, you know, give us your knowledge, take teach a little, teach a little bit, you know, virtually. Of course, we know we know what's called we know virtually. That would be amazing. Amazing. I can't sing, but I was about to sing amazing. <laughs> he said, no, sit down, sister. Sit down. <laughs> but thank you guys. Thank, I would love, I love to be a part of it. I like being a part of young new creative process you know mm -hmm. again too it gives these young younger people and we're such in bad turmoil gun violence and things of that nature it gives these guys a chance to challenge uh channel some of that energy and kind of direct it somewhere else in the creative nature which we should be doing anyway you know there should be more you know the you know people trying to just figure out like you know even if it's spare time you know, i went i made this mug and it was beautiful and i put my hands in it and i created it and I made it with these hands, you know, because these hands did it. These hands. Hands. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't understand that, but you get it, you know, um, which is important. So I like creating, that's the thing, whether it's art, whether it's music, whether it's fine cooking, dining, you know, fat boy gotta eat and uh, stuff like that. So, you know, I like to eat. Like to eat. Hey, hey. <laughs> hey, so. Thank you guys for having me. I didn't want to, you know, close out the show and not come back and definitely say, have a good night. Thank you. Well, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I was just like, all right, I'm going to keep on talking, but I appreciate you coming back. I, I understand you working on your phone all day. Believe me, my phone dies too. So I do understand. I do social media as my, as my, my bread and butter. I do social media for different companies and my phone dies a lot. <laughs> Oh my God, if you don't even understand, like it's from lawyer, I, from the lawyer to the show to who, where's the record, when we shoot the video, is the movie ready yet? Did you talk to da da da? And then there's kids running around. So then you got that, you know, regular day to day. So you try and do everything and make everything easy. So it's all love. You know? It is. So thank you so much for coming back. Thank you for being here. Thank you for spending your time with us. You know, if anybody in this world knows time, money, all of it means something. So your time means could you, something. Could you, could you tell, could you say that again? Could you say it again? Your time <laughs> means something? 
time means something. So if somebody's giving you their time, it means something. So I appreciate your time. Billable hours is real, you know, just so you know. Billable hours, every hour you take to do something, it it, it costs. So if somebody's giving you the time, you know, you gotta appreciate. So I appreciate. You. Um, thank you, thank you for giving me the time. I appreciate you guys, and hopefully you'll have me back one of these days. Of course, of course. I'm telling you, I'm gonna tell you all about music. Um, music artist university with uh, with the whole group of people. I can't. It's it's been in the works for a minute, and it's it's in a it's in its it's in its stage that's getting ready to launch. It's so amazing. I'm so excited about it. So, but this is the exclusive. Nobody even. This y'all, y'all got the exclusive, the exclusive. Cause listen, he said, let me know, and I'm gonna let you know. But anyway, y'all, we're gonna go now. <laughs> Peace out to y'all. His phone must have died again. Uh, see me tomorrow. Thirty interviews, thirty days. All right. Peace out.